Well, that was uh, that was kind of a choppy one, kind of choppy. You know, normally we start these podcasts probably about eh, two two hours and ten minutes after the initial tip off of the game. It's now two and a half hours after the tip off of the game because the referees, Matthew, just kept blowing their whistles all game long. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers oh, out thank there. You. Thank uh, you. There was a lot of blowing going on tonight. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of whistle blowing. A lot of whistle blowing. A lot of whistle blowing. But you know what? You can't pull me on your side, John. I'm not going to say f the refs. I'm not on that side of anything <sighs> to where it's the refs' fault to why we lost this game. I just I can't do that, dude. The game was still there. I know. I think it went both ways, dude. With the refs calling fouls on the Suns, the Suns got to the line 25 times. Actually, I think our 25 free throw attempts. I think that's a lot for the Suns. And if we're going to go there with the refs, that's fine. I might sit that one out. Because I just think that effort from the Suns and the way they got down on themselves in the first half and in the third quarter was kind of disappointing to me. But that's just the way I am. I know we're going to get a lot of F the refs and F the Lakers in the comments, but I'm not going to go that way. Well, I mean, I agree on both. Both F the refs, refs and mm-hmm. F the Lakers. But also, I mean, take into account what tonight truly means in the grand scheme of things. Losing this game isn't the worst thing for the Phoenix Suns. It allows the Los Angeles Lakers to gain game half a game back on Portland and potentially have a <laughs> shot at take at getting at the sixth seed. So, you know, how much did the Suns truly show tonight? These are things that we have to discuss. So plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So if you are joining us along live, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, first and foremost, thank you. If you are on the YouTube channel, go ahead, subscribe, and smash that like button while you're here. You can become an elite jamster simply by clicking the join button or following the link in the description below. And you can feel free to donate to the show via the Super Chat because I'm going to need a new internet connection. And you know what? Maybe you can help me out get there. Right. I, I'll yeah, probably, upgrade there, I, I, need, I need that giga blast. So help me out there. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, please subscribe, rate, and review for all your favorite Phoenix Suns content. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review and leave that review. We'll read it right here on the show. Uh, you can email the show session at gmail.com as well. So, Matthew, it's a Sunday night. You got your Invisalign in. What are you drinking tonight? Just got water tonight. Got to be Just hydrated water? for the week. Hydrated uh, for the week. All right. Well, I don't have a beer. I'm drinking a oh. Mai Tai. Oh, I made a nice little Mai Tai. Looks and, nice. Uh, it's going to be delicious, but I still got to throw a beer crack in there, so I'll just okay. throw this in for the audio purposes. There you go. Ladies Perfect. and gentlemen, let's talk about the Suns. Let's talk about the Lakers on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. So in what could likely be a preview of the first round. The Suns go to L.A. and lose the game. And you know who's going to join us to talk about this? Join us from the Suns <laughs> solar panel. The guy who wants him in the first Thank round. You. Let me at him. Welcome to yeah. Saul Bookman. Saul, thanks for joining the Suns Jam Session podcast. What's going on, fellas? How are we doing tonight? Hey, thanks for joining, man. Hey, I appreciate the offer. 
Oh man, a 13 point loss to the Lakers. Not the I was hoping to have you on here and we're talking about a win and we could sit there yeah. and because you know you and, and Espo were having that conversation on the Sun Solar panel yesterday mm-hmm. about when and where you want to take on this Lakers team. And you were making the point for the Suns playing the Lakers in the first round. Espo was doing kind of contrarian. He was going the Western Conference Finals route. What do you think after tonight? Do you still want him in the first round? If you want to get to the NBA Finals, you want to play them at their weakest, and it's still the first freaking round, period. I don't care. If you wait for them to get to the Western Conference Finals, you're going to get swept probably. Like that's that's just probably how it's going to go down. If you play them in the first round, they're still trying to work out their kinks. LeBron's probably not coming back till midweek this week. And uh, that's your best shot to possibly beat them if you match up with them at all in the first round. If they don't get stuck in that seven seven seed and have to play in and and kind of fight for their lives, essentially. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Because I'm a big Steph Curry fan, and I have have confidence that he's going to drop 79 on them (laughs) in one game. It's what we're gonna, it's what that, we're gonna man. need, man. It's what I'm hoping for, Matthew. Uh, yeah, you know, I got to ask you this: as you looked at this game, did we see a muted version of the Suns, knowing that the likelihood of, of Phoenix Lakers oh. first round is high? Do you think that the Suns really didn't kind of throw everything at them, or what did you see tonight? I don't know. This was one of the most bizarre games I've seen this year, right? The way they just came out and then the way they finished the game, it almost seemed the same exact way, just really down on themselves. you never seen that too much this year. I think in the first half, I was like, they'll get back at it. They'll come back. We have this game. Honestly, I had no doubt at halftime that I'm like, we're going to win this game. Third quarter, I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> we're not. Like, we're like it as a Cowboys fan, the way the Cowboys always are. I don't want you to bring up the Cowboys. I hate them just as much as you guys do. <laughs> they get so down on themselves in games, and they will completely destroy themselves from the inside out. That's the way the Suns look like tonight. You just you've never seen that this year. There's and a lot it, of people, a lot of people in LA that destroy themselves from the inside out. Just so yeah, you know. exactly. Well, that's now, why you I think LA. they start that's from the outside in in LA. <laughs> you know, it starts with a plastic surgery, and they're 32 years old. And they look like they're yeah. 55 and shiny. And then go. they just kind of, they slowly, I mean, you're like, just, oh, something's off with them. Yeah. Lip injections and starts yeah. there. And then it just goes crazy. I'm kind of jealous. I might get a boob job. So be careful what you say. Um, but what were we talking about? Yeah. The Lakers and the Suns. Honestly, the Lakers, they're scary, but it's weird to play them because you know, LeBron's coming back. So how much can you tell this game? Like if you're going over a film, what can you even bring from this film? session going into the playoffs if you do play the lakers without lebron there because the game's gonna be so much different with him there it's a completely different game with lebron in the fold now the the one consistent is ad and how unguardable he is and everybody can just calm their you know what's about freaking ad nobody in the league can guard ad so yeah. stop with the DeAndre Aiden bashing like that's mm-hmm. this is why we miss a big and blah 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 dude Andre yeah. Drummond is straight trash down there and if and if da would just be a little bit more aggressive down low as he showed towards the end of the of the game like he's got a mismatch with andre drummond he's dude andre drummond's got two concrete feet period he can't (laughs) move he's not a good lateral uh you know left to right kind of guy it's just simple go at him da but the problem is is is, and this is usually kind of the theme with the suns is when booker's not hitting and cp3 is pacing himself in the first half you're effed. You're kind of mm-hmm. effed unless somebody else steps up. And then the alternate isn't to go down to DA. It's like, let's hope everybody else kind of picks it up. And tonight that just didn't happen. Yeah, it was frustrating, I think, to see, you know, Devin Booker 
get get doubled the way that he did. And you know that this is going to be something consistent that we're going to see. And we've been seeing it for the past couple of weeks. And you really want to see him navigate those double teams uh, effectively. And it's something that he just hasn't really shown the ability to do as of yet. Uh, you know, he looked at his final stat line, five for 14 from the field, total 21 points, 11 of those coming from the free throw line. But the nice thing about Devin Booker is you know he is going to figure it out. Uh, you put him in a seven-game series opportunity with, with when you have the uh, the ability to have Monty Williams and CP3 chirping at him. He, I hope he figures it out. You, you don't think so? Ooh, okay, all right. That's, I mean, that's big talk for a guy that's never been to the playoffs. Exactly. We don't yeah. know. I mean, that's know. That, this is what I'm going to say is, is like I love Devin Booker. Everybody loves Devin Booker, but I remember in the ninety uh, what ninety two ninety three ninety two finals, MJ in Game Six was straight trash in the first half. They benched him in the third quarter for a period of time, and the Bulls made a run. They brought MJ back in, and then the GOAT took over in the fourth quarter. Like, with Devin Booker, it's okay to criticize Devin Booker if he doesn't play well. You had a game right here where he played like trash. He did. He wasn't very good at all, and he's your star player. So I do have concerns that we're going to get to the playoffs, especially against a team like L.A. where it's all star power. Mm -hmm. And if he has games like this, they're getting swept, period. But yeah. he's got, he's got to show up. Like that's what everybody's been hoping for, right? Is that? And I do think I think once we get to the playoffs, dude, this team is tired. Let's be real. Absolutely, like, they have been busting their ass all season long. They've gotten to a point where they they basically secured no worse than a two seed. Dude, I I'd be I'd be exhausted. Like, dude, let's just get through these last four games. And then you look at San Antonio at the, at the end of next weekend. Who the hell wants to go to San Antonio for your last weekend of the season? <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Ask Charles Barkley. Nobody. Yeah. So, well, and and that's the point, you know, we've been making here on the pod as of, you know, recently relative to DeAndre Ayton's play. There's some games where he doesn't look uber engaged and it's almost like you can see him having that disengagement because he's like, okay, I got to get through this one. Like, yeah, I'll hustle when I need to hustle, but I can take parts of the game off, I feel, because of that, because I want to get to that finish line, I just want to get to the playoffs. I'm big game eight, and I like to play in the under the bright lights. Devin Booker is a different story because now every team is throwing every double team at him. They're making every shot for him hard, and he's missing the easy ones now. This is two games in a row where he finally, in about the third quarter, sees the wide open rim, and and he's he's coming up short on him. Uh, we're going to bring on to the show, Mister Espo rocking. Is that a, is that a Phoenix oh. Roadrunners hat that you're rocking there? Espo? Nice Tucson Roadrunners. Tucson Roadrunners. Phoenix as well. This guy finally put the baby to bed and came to the show. <laughs> Look at this guy. How's it uh, going? If you're if you're talking, no, I'm not even going to make that joke. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, tonight was interesting. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that for it. Uh, you know, I certain people are are trying to act as if I had a bunch of panic tweets tonight. But the simple the simple yeah. thing is that's all I see in the comments right th- now. There's flaws, <laughs> flaws with this team that were were shown tonight. And look, uh, Anthony Davis is a superstar, and he reminded us of that this evening. I mean, that was very clear. Anthony Davis imposed his will in this game, and guess what? The Lakers have two superstars like that, mm-hmm. all right? Because this was a game, and not that I'm telling anybody any breaking news that didn't feature LeBron James either, all right? And that's another guy that very much can do what Anthony Davis did this evening. Again, not breaking news. But the problem is nobody showed for the Suns in terms of that. I mean, you want CP3 to be in an MVP conversation? You don't have games like tonight where, where offensively, 
you you just don't don't take over where when you could have i mean down the stretch there when they closed it uh, they needed booker or cp3 to step up and and they didn't in those final minutes and they couldn't close it out because they dug themselves too big of a hole without campaign tonight this team yeah. uh, it it would have been it would have been that 23 24 point loss campaign single handedly got them back into this game and they can't rely on the bench always having to do that but they but, just if they, can't. but if this isn't the lakers do we even give a shit like well, we don't um, we don't Nobody cares. They just got blown out by the Hawks the other night. And we were all like, "All right, move on to the next one." Well, that so was like, a schedule. That was a schedule. Yeah, that was loss. the second game of a back-to-back. Matthew, what were you going to say? Yeah. No, I was going to say it depends, though. Honestly, the, the energy, the way they let themselves down. Booker's facial expression, his body language was really, really bad tonight. That's the reason I think we're talking about it this way because the yeah. way he looked. Da, of course, didn't really get up for this game. But when you have Devin Booker and especially Chris Paul, who looked like I think he had ten assists this game, but he. He was like stuck in the mud in between t- trees. He couldn't really do too much. Campaign was in the game. And I was going to say they were playing so well. Even Frank Kaminsky, even though he missed a couple shots down low, he seemed to have something going with campaign. Were you upset? Were you guys upset that they actually took them out and put Booker back in and put Aiton back in to finish the game? Or should that have been done? Campaign because in the playoffs, you're going to need those guys to really be there Cam- in punch time. Cam asked to come out. He was he was gassed. Yeah, he was, he was tired. He was, he was he was calling for Monty on the sideline after the the last shot he hit. All right, that's and a good was, excuse. Then. <laughs> well, it's true. He was gassed. That's yeah, why no. when you, when you yeah, saw him in the next time that. out, he's sitting there talking to Frank Kaminsky. He's all the way back, just drinking his, his beverages or whatever those secret sauces that they all have. So. Yeah, that's too bad then. Well, I mean, if, if this team they you know they they claim there's two closers on this team, we bring in your closers in that situation, and that's uh, you know. You expect yeah. you know, CP3 and Book to close it out. They had an off night. And look, I'm sick of this. Oh, it's reactionary. Oh, everybody's jumping. Look, this is a potential first-round matchup. So mm-hmm. that's why this was such a, a big deal. And people saying, oh, the Suns didn't care about this game. This game and this loss basically took them out of the running for the one seed. Correct. I mean, mathematically, that, that, that's what it did. And it kept the possibility of potentially sliding to three still there. If they had won tonight, they slammed the door shut on, uh, on the Clippers. They're not going to get to two, and you keep pace with the Jazz. So I do not believe that this team didn't care about tonight's game. I, I think that uh, I think you're being Pollyannic. If, uh, if didn't that's the Clippers the lose today? Yeah. They did. Yeah. They did. So who, get, who cares? Who cares? Well, the door still cares. Open. Nobody cares about the one seat except for the fans. I guarantee you that. You I guarantee the fans. I, I guarantee the players I care, don't care. I care about the. Yeah, I'm a fan though. I care oh, about the one seat because I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to play the Lakers. Yeah, I sure, don't want to play the Lakers. But you might not play the Lakers anyway. So who cares? I I don't know. I think the, the, the Lakers seat, could very well the, lose as the seven and drop to eight, and you get the one seed. You still might face them. You so know who why cares? you? Well, you you know why you care about the one seed. Because that would mean the Western Conference Finals are at home if there's a Game 7. That would mean the NBA Finals are at home if there's a Game 7, if that's your goal. And that's why you care, all right? Because you have then put yourself in the position to be at home. Mm -hmm. And I believe that a little bit, too, just because the last game against the Knicks, that was like a home court advantage right there. Mm -hmm. That fourth quarter, that's what can happen in the playoffs. So, yeah, I agree with that. And what, like Monty Williams said at the end of the bubble last year, 
be in the position to control your own destiny. That's the next step for this team. And be not having the number one seed, they true they don't control their own destiny all the way to the end. Now, granted, first round they're going to have home court. They second round, own, they control second, their own destiny. They they still do, yes, but they, they don't control hor- games, right? home. If they have to play home court against the Jazz potentially in the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. we got to go up to the elevation that is Utah and have to play a team that is going to be hot too. And, I mean, who, we're going to look at you. Who is one of four teams that beat Utah at Utah? The Phoenix Suns. Okay. Twice. Now, so go. here, here's one thing that really worried me as this game began, and I'm, I'm going to kick it, Matthew. Aiden Watch 2021. DeAndre Ayton had two early fouls, and that's – you know, that's kind of the kryptonites. The one thing you don't want to happen when you're playing a team like the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, note, no LeBron James, no Dennis Schroeder, and Keith Morris got like no playing time either because they said he's one for 27 in his last 27 three-point shot, three-point attempts. But all bigger players relative to their positions. Uh, and that didn't matter because this team is so deep and and so defensively minded and so big that when DeAndre Ayton gets into foul trouble early on, it hurts this team against this against the Lakers. Their depth is ridiculous. And you're right. Andre Drummond does have two cement blocks, but he's still a huge body down there. And when you see Frank Kaminsky trying to D up Anthony Davis, I get a lump in my throat and I almost start crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they, they have no they have nobody. No, no, if- no. Hold on. Hold on real quick, Espo. When I see Frank Kaminsky guarding <laughs> Anthony Davis, this is what goes through my head. Fuck. <laughs> right there. Welcome to the show, Dave. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, look, they. We knew that one of the big flaws is if DA's in in foul trouble, there is nobody that'll come in defensively and be able to pick up that slack from the big guys. I mean, that's that's just that's just the case, and you're we're gonna have to be all right with that. What bothered me was, okay, so he had foul trouble, but you don't get him in an offensive rhythm at all in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't get a second shot attempt until the fourth. I, I, if I'm, mm-hmm. if correct. I'm remembering correctly. So Shit, he I, didn't get a first one until like the third, I think. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's problematic. Like he can't have an impact on the game. If even if, if you don't try to feed him at all in this and that, that's a, that's a big issue. They should have tried to get him going a little bit. Uh, especially when when you're facing a 23 point deficit, those are and and in the third quarter they're in in the bonus with like five minutes left. Mm-hmm. So if you feed it down low, you can get a couple easy fouls, get some free throws, get some rhythm for him. You could have changed the tide a little bit, got him more engaged, those kind of things. And and sometimes you have to feed a guy like that. And people, oh, he can't, he's he's not dominant enough on the block to call for it run a play for him, figure out a way to get him the ball. Do, do you guys subscribe to the idea that, that this proves that the Suns needed to back up big? Mm, I yes. don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, yes. the playoffs. I, I believe they why. did the entire time. I just knew that uh, I think do the you, only do, guy. Do you think that that's because of Anthony Davis? Yeah, I think that if you want to go through the West, you have to go against teams that are really big. Uh, Anthony Davis, you know, everything that the Lakers have, the the Denver Nuggets, uh, you know, the Utah Jazz, you always forget that they have Derek Favors coming off the bench, you know, who's a, a big time shot blocker and just cr- can create havoc. Although the Suns had their way with the Jazz, I, I think back to those preseason games where we didn't. Now, granted, you know, it's the preseason, I get that, but still like 
there, there were some troubles there. So, you know, it's, we went through that whole kind of phase of, of Phoenix Suns fandom around the, the trade deadline and seeing if there was anybody we could pick up, pick up off of uh, waivers and everything. And, you know, Gorgie Jang, I thought would be a good addition to this team just because he provided size and a little bit of defense. Uh, we didn't choose to go that route. Torrey Craig has been playing well enough, but even Torrey Craig, who it looks like might be injured, he had something wrong with his right yeah. knee. It looked like it was iced up. Uh, the juice might not be loose anymore, but I think that, yeah, I think we needed a big Matthew. Didn't you? I don't know. It's tough. It's like, who was out there? Who was a big guy? You know, Hey, go play those minutes, play those the, big minutes. The only uh, guy I could possibly think of was maybe JaVale McGee. That's the yeah, only guy. That's the yeah, guy we, we, we were really big on guy. him because but then even then, what's that going to do? Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's not another big out there that was available that could guard AD in secondary minutes. No. There just wasn't. So no. this idea that we could have found one when we should have gotten one is I, kind of ridiculous. I think McHale is a guy. I mean, you you saw the the Nuggets go out and get Aaron Gordon, and I'm not saying the Suns had what it would have taken to get Aaron Gordon, but you you had to you had to fortify that because we knew if DA got in trouble, you were going to have have issues, and and we saw that tonight. And this is again a potential first round matchup. So if DA gets in foul trouble and you're and you're facing the Lakers in the first round, you're going to see the same thing play out because you have no depth at big and we've known this it's not a shock to anybody we've all known this since day one and it was exploited tonight and that's again when i saw those first two fouls i'm like okay this is going to be interesting because we're going to see how Monty reacts and how he what rotations he puts out there in an effort just to try to slow them down and try to get some sense of rebounding because we got absolutely killed on the boards tonight uh 41 to 32 the lakers out rebounded us and it was a lot of one and done possessions and when you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole now granted that hole happened early first quarter we were down 30 to 19 after one part of that's being da out and they can exploit the inside part of that's being anthony davis is a motherfucking superstar and you know it reminded of us uh that uh, uh tonight you know so you you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole and one and done possessions aren't going to do it in the crunch time minutes so when the Lakers, if they, they're going to play the Suns right in the first round. This is going to happen because we're talking about it so much. When they do, <laughs> crunch time minutes, what's going to happen? You're going to have Anthony Davis. He's playing the five, right? They don't have Gasol out there. They're not going to have Drummond out there, I don't think. I think it's just going to crunch time. Lane. Not in crunch time. So then you're going to have DA in crunch time. So, yeah, adding a big would have been nice, but it's like you already have a chemistry between what they have in crunch time with Jay Crowder, DeAndre, and Mikhail. Booker and CP3, that's your crunch time unit. So I think Aiden can do maybe just enough, but no one, like we said earlier, can stop Anthony Davis. So trying to find that stopper or you just have to play your own game. You have to have yes. the aggressive Aiden. The aggressive Aiden has to come out. He will once he could figure out to get past the foul trouble, which he does. If he can play like he did against New York, even though New York is smaller, just with that energy and that body language is so much better. If he can have that there's a chance they can knock out the Lakers. It's just they need that 100% each game. The fa the fascinating thing about all this that I think we we do tend to forget is, is that we're talking about a seven-game series, right? So you're yeah. playing the same team in a, a back to back to back to back four times at least at a minimum, right? So the adjustments that all these guys are going to make from game to game, it's going to be fascinating. I think just based on Aiden's kind of history, I think he rebounds very well after he gets kind of embarrassed or he gets shown yes. up or yes. maybe he wasn't prepared going into a certain game, right? He's fared very, uh, very well against Rudy Gobert because the first two years, Rudy Gobert 
kind of embarrassed him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he adjusted. This season, he's played far better against Rudy Gobert. Um, and so I think when you're talking about Anthony Davis, I don't think anybody in the league can guard Anthony Davis. Don't get me wrong. But I think D.A. will learn that if he's effective enough on offense, it neutralizes A.D.'s you know, productivity on the other end as well. And that's where the difference can lie. Look, I just uh, you just need some consistency, and I don't care if that consistency is fifteen and and ten. Like I don't need what what Eaton did against the Knicks. Yeah, every night, just give me a little consistency. But look, the Suns can beat the Lakers in a playoff series. There's there's no doubt in that. Tonight did not change that in in any way. I mean, if if Booker and CP three have a first half that was anything passable to what they've done this season, this game is is totally different. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think the starters had 26 points in the first half. That, that's just not going to get it done for this team, and that's why they were in such a deficit, and that's why right. when they had that run in the fourth quarter, it just wasn't enough to overtake it. Nothing tonight changes my belief that the Suns – can can and if they face the Lakers in the first round, probably will win win a series. I just there's there's concerns that tonight amplified. That's it for me. I mean, Alex Caruso getting calls like he's a damn MVP. Yeah, amen. Sways me in one direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I the mean, Lakers. They're always going to get calls. Well, and so that transitions <laughs> me to my next topic that I was going to bring up. I mean, do we have a serious referee complex when we play the Lakers? <laughs> Because, you know, you look at AD's block on Crowder's shot that should have been goaltending. And, like, I wrote in my notes, Carissa, Caruso is getting more calls than Devin Booker. And, you know, with LeBron James, it's only going to be worse because he works the refs over. So you, you take that complex that we already have coming into this series with the Lakers that we, you know, we we are we're, – we're speaking into existence, and I hope that it, it makes sure it doesn't happen because we're speaking into existence. But then you look at some of the calls tonight. You look at the, the totals for this evening – the uh, Los Angeles Lakers were called for 21 fouls. The Suns were called for 29 fouls. They shot 41 free throws to our 25. So, I mean, again, it's, I mean, do we have a complex or, you know, is it really? Cause I mean, they're even mentioned on the broadcast. It's like, well, it's really hard when you're playing eight players. Well, is it a complex when it's the truth? No, I mean the Lakers get the the Lakers don't don't just get the calls against us. Let's be, I mean, let's be exactly. Honest they get the calls against, against every team. Like it's just a, it's just how it is. And I think I'm more concerned about the fact that I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know why this started or how it started. But Devin Booker's patented kind of dribble bump shot. Yeah, you know it, it, that's like his move and. He used to get those calls every time, and now all of a sudden they're like, he's been making those shots too. That which is, it, it's like double downing on on all this madness that I have when I'm watching these games. I'm like, he's hitting these buckets, getting these and ones. Some of them are threes, and they're not getting any yeah. love at all. They're like, nope, no shot on the floor. I'm like, what? He'd even put the ball down. They keep pointing yeah. that out in the broadcast. So I think what is a continuation? Right. Does somebody give Nobody me knows. just a good Nobody definition knows. of what it is. It's like they got rid of it. They got rid of all of it. And, and dude, why? were you saying that Booker, when he did have that last season, he used to actually go to the free throw line, right? That's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. Saul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a thing. And now it's just out the door. All of this is out the door. The continuation it should come back. Why was it even thrown out? I think it's because of James Harden and what they used to do to swipe through players and then go up and go to the free throw line. That's what they used to do all the time. I can't honestly. I'm the only one in this whole world right now 
a Suns fan just saying, I don't care about the refereeing tonight. I know it sucked and it started out really, really bad. I didn't put F the refs, the refs in my notes. Usually I don't use that kind of language in my notes, but I did, dude. Especially on Mother's Day. But there, then I was there, just like, but there was I don't a couple, know, dude. It's not that couple, it wasn't. There was Go a couple ahead. times, you know, there was a couple times where their positioning was bad. It was straight up bad. Mm -hmm. uh, to begin the second half, the 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 referee, so you're supposed to be in kind of a triangle pattern. You got one at half court, one on the opposite side hash, and the other one down the baseline. That's how they're, they're supposed to rotate, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy was basically hidden right behind Sarich when he tried to make the bounce pass to Aiden. So he couldn't, he couldn't see what the hell was going on with the ball. He didn't see it got kicked out of bounds, and they gave it to the Lakers. And I'm yep. like, yeah. dude, that's bad positioning. You got to be able to see that. So well, that's that's where that's where I have a problem. That's well, what I'm saying. Have, like, what are you what the, are they even seeing out there? They're not. They're 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 calling a call, and then the the players will go be up. They're absurd. They'll like come off the bench basically to get in the refs here. Be like, no, it's the other way, and then they'll change the call. So what are they even looking at the refs? Why are we still doing it this way? There has to be a different way to do it because this is the same conversation after every game. Usually it's a loss, but the Suns have won so much this year. We don't talk about it too much, but this is always a thing. They just well, don't know what they're doing out there. Play your game, and the refs don't matter. Exactly. They didn't play their game tonight. They didn't get in a rhythm. They didn't. Their the CP three Booker just didn't show up offensively like we've, we've like we've come to expect them. And you're gonna get handled when that happens. I mean, that's that's just the reality of it. If yeah. CP three Book and Aiton have off nights. That's that's three of the four guys you consider your four best players. Of course, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna win in a situation like that. And we've rarely seen the those three guys all have off nights at the same time. Uh, that it just comes down to that. I mean, if and if that happens in the playoffs, you're gonna have the same result. You're not gonna overcome those three guys not playing well. You, you, we all remember what it felt like to play against San Antonio, oh, you yeah. know, a decade ago, and even the Lakers with Kobe. Like, it almost felt like you have to play a certain type of game in order to not let the refs dictate everything. And so, as you're watching as a fan, you're like, oh, if you do that, they're going to call it. You don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, and so yeah. it, there's a like double angst when you're watching these games. And I think we just all forgot about it. And then we will watch this thing tonight with invested in with a vested interest. We're like, Oh, these refs are horrible. No, we just forgot yeah. how bad they yeah, no, were when it comes exactly. to Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you what, the difference between now and San Antonio and like this Lakers game was the San Antonio calls were physically like bullshit. It was like Bruce Bowen getting away with kicking Steve Nash in the nuts kind of stuff. It was dirty <laughs> plays, you know, and that's something that uh, I will never forget and I'll never forgive is the referees during that time frame. And, you know, I spent some time, I was on the, uh, the Lakers SB Nation site monitoring kind of what their fans were saying and they were saying the same thing you know they were saying some the, they, they kept saying these refs are trash period it wasn't just all all the suns players it was also some calls on the you know for the lakers as well so i mean yeah you know i'm just saying we need to as a fan base as as saul kind of mentioned it's been a while since we've been in high leverage situations and we need to have the ability to disconnect ourselves from the refereeing and as espo said play our game because if you're hitting the shots, if your stars are playing well, you're going to not, you know, those calls aren't going to be as magnified and you're not going to be down 15 and then a, like a bullshit uh, foul happens, which happens all the time in the NBA. 
And it, it, it's more frustrating in those situations because you're down 15. I'll tell you what wasn't a bullshit call. Did you guys see Luca today? Did you see him get thrown out of that game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was nice. If, that was if only DA would punch guys in the nuts. They Man. <laughs> I just I I I, for, I forgot to snip a video clip of that and put it on here. It's like, look, yeah. man, that dude, was such awesome. Straight nut shot, dude. Yeah. Did you see oh, it? I Saul? didn't see it. I haven't oh, seen it yet. Dude, oh, just look man. at it. Yeah. Look on Twitter. Uh, it's just, I mean, he just straight right he, he turned. Who did he hit? It was uh, it was wasn't it Sexton? Yeah, yeah Sexton. Sexton. He looked him straight up and down and then hit him to just and hit him mean, right down in the nuts. nuts. To be yeah, fair, just, as much as I I hate Luca, I would love to punch Colin Sexton right in the nuts. <laughs> That's what everyone says. Like, a lot he's of the kind Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Is it because he's a Capricorn? That's what it is. <laughs> it's Colin. No more <laughs> Sexton after no, that. Today. No more Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, real quick, let's give it up to a campaign career high tonight. Twenty four points for him. Uh, he shot nine for ten from the field, four for five from downtown. Had only one rebound, uh, and just was playing out of his mind. And you know, I know that uh, Saul, you're a big campaign guy. Uh, I know that we here on the podcast are as well. Uh, when we were all talking the other day, we we're mentioning kind of some of the guys he reminds us of. Yeah, Saul's looking at the highlight right now on Twitter, and he's just laughing his <laughs> like ass off. Back when karate chopped him right in the yeah, head. Like, yeah, and he looked at him yeah. first. He's like, hey, yeah. boom. And Colin Sexton didn't even react. No. No. Just, you know? He's and then if you watch now. further, you see Luca getting thrown out, and he makes, like, this face, and, like, yeah. everybody screen capped it, and it looks like <laughs> Luca on meth, and, like, that's going to be a meme from here on out. It's just, yeah, like, the Luca on it. meth meme. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? But tell me, guys, what you thought of a uh, campaign tonight? Dude, campaign is the the goat. I love him. I love everything he brings to the to this team. If it wasn't for um, guys that were coming off the bench like Cam Johnson, um, I think campaign would be the most valuable person off of that bench. I think he is actually because he's the only one that really spells CP3 and Devin Booker to the point where you don't really lose too much. And he can actually spark you like he did tonight, and he's done several times like we saw last year in the bubble. I just love everything campaign's about. I'm so happy he's on this squad, and um, he's going to come up big. Remember on Saturday, I told you he gives me vibes of Goran Dragic sometimes of like how all of a sudden he could just be hot. And you're like, where did that come from? You know. So hopefully that comes, uh, comes into play in the playoffs. Yeah, he's the, he's the heart of that second unit, and he's a testament to – uh, just how how good Monty is with people, right? He he knew campaign from his time in OKC. Decides to give him a shot here, and and campaigns giving him everything he's got, and and trying to prove himself. And I and I just I, I love that guy. I love everything he's about, and I'm excited to to see him be out there with that second unit in the playoffs. Because in a normal night, uh, where where the first unit is playing well. That kind of output is what puts you up by 15 points, you know? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, he finishes around the rim like um, the Brazilian blur a little bit. Leandro Barbosa, the way he gets it up and under people is ridiculous around the rim. But tonight what he did was basically what we kind of wanted Booker to do, right? To finish the game or not to finish the game, but to get the team back in the game in the way he did by just shooting it. Um, not from three because Booker's not a good three-point shooter this year ever really was. But he was doing a lot of getting to the rim, trying to find his teammates and all that. But 
of course he had the mismatches a lot of the times, but what he did tonight was exactly what I kind of want Booker to do. But you can see how down Booker was, even on the bench. I think someone had to tap him on the knee, like, hey, you're going back in the game with five minutes left. He's like, Are you sure? I don't <laughs> I don't think I want to go back in. That's the way he looked. Um, but campaign, he's absolutely our sixth man of the year. I mean, Sarge was there for for a moment, but now he's just gone drifting away. He's out in the woods doing whatever he wants right now. I don't know where he's at, but campaign has definitely been more consistent this year. When you look at his last 15 games, he's averaging 10.1 points per game on 45% shooting from the field and 46% from deep. 88% free throw percentage, uh, 3.4 assists, 2.5 rebounds. And I just think that, you know, again, of, he's going to be so unbelievably valuable come playoff time because you need that backup guy to spell CP3. And again, coming to the season, that was kind of the question mark. Could campaign carry over bubble campaign? He's done it this season effectively. And on a night where the rest of the team just kind of seemed disengaged for the most part. And, and part of that, you have to credit the defense of the Los Angeles Lakers, the way that they were playing. Uh, clogging the passing lanes. Like when Devin Booker would drive down to the rim and he would jump up and go, oh shit, there's no shot here. Let me look for somebody. Oh shit, there's nobody to throw it to. I mean, their defense is is really stellar and long, but campaign still, you know, granted be against a lot of the second team unit, still did a great job of just putting the, the bucket in the rim, man. And I just, uh, I'm really excited to see his performances come playoff time because he will win us a game. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. yeah. He almost did tonight. Yeah. The campaign... Uh, campaign is what everybody thought uh, Sarch was going to be the guy that carried over that bubble performance and, and turned it into momentum in, in this next season. And, and campaign has done that completely. And I don't think any of us expected him to actually carry that through. If, if you were going to pull people, they probably would have said that was the fluke out of the bubble and Sarch was the real deal, but uh, campaign you can't you can't speak highly enough of what he's done. I, I was never high on Sarge. I was never high on Sarge. And I got to the solar panel in November. And so I never had a chance to uh talk about Sarge. But well hold on I, real quick I, then, Saul. Let oh, me just oh, yeah. do this. Go ahead. Fire. The Sarge smoke break. It's time for the star smoke break, Saul. So welcome to Sun's You're like, what the hell is Where's my cigar, huh? They're, they're used to stat oh, me, Dave. We got, we got Sarge with a cigarette in his mouth. So <laughs> what do you think about Dario? Break it down. Yeah, you know, I, I just – I don't think he's a, he's a valuable piece moving forward. I, I, think, I think what you're seeing right now, he's in a big-time slump. And unless he starts finding that groove really quick this week, I don't know how much of a of a of a part of the plan he's going to be. You see, Kaminsky's getting more minutes. Uh, Tory Craig has gotten some of those minutes as well. You're kind of in a danger zone right now with with Dario, and uh, he's got to figure it out fast. I just was never big on him. Everybody was talking, you know, talking about how amazing he was in the bubble. Yeah, he was amazing in the bubble compared to DeAndre Ayton, who was okay. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I'm not as big on Sarge as a lot of other people. I thought he was going to be able to provide some outside shooting and, you know, and be able to bang a little bit down low, but he's not a defensive guy. He's not going to be a defensive guy. He's going to be a liability if you do play the Lakers because you can't play him on AD because AD will just run circles around him. I don't know where this guy fits in if you're playing teams like that. Yeah, Sarge never was a was a true backup center either. Everybody wanted it yeah. to, mm -hmm. to work that way, but – uh, he, he's been on a smoke break since what February? I mean, he's <laughs> yeah, been about right. He's been MIA yeah. since yeah. then. So yeah. yeah, 
He's he's a, he's about uh, six cartons in. He's he's on a Vlad uh, Vlad a Divot, uh break. He's behind right on now. child support right now. He's oh he's out there. come on <laughs> now, come on. No, now. he. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. He's on such a long smoke break. He's going to be talking the GM about Dario. We're talking about Dario Saric, not Sean Kemp. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell is, you. Saric is like ahead. really quick. He's the only player, though. He comes in and starts in the second half, commits two turnovers, yes. and it still goes head to head against AD, drives on him, makes a layup, and then gets a technical foul after when colliding with AD. He's the only player that does that shit. That's why we love him. That's why the Saric smoke break, because he can make us laugh sometimes. I'll tell you, watching him tonight was the first time I was really thinking about the future of the Phoenix Suns, knowing that he signed a three-year, $27 million contract in the offseason. I go, you know what? He will be the piece that is moved. Because uh, Espo, you had said it uh, when we were talking the other day, and I think you tweeted it out tonight as well. You said, you know, the one move that uh, James Jones made was the one he didn't in getting that back up big. That's going to be the move in the offseason based on what happens in this playoffs. If we go up against the Lakers, if we go up against uh, one of these big teams and we lose due to our depth at big, Sarge is the expendable piece. He's the Kelly Oubre going into this offseason. He's the guy who you can go, okay, he makes X amount of dollars, which is a viable contract to move. He, uh, you know, adios. They're having uh, fun in the chat. B- Bailey yeah, in the chat is saying wrong. we should have traded Sarge for Giannis. We may have to throw in sticks to get it done, though. <laughs> and then Michael Jepson says Bailey might be onto something. <laughs> Sarge Smith and cash considerations for, yeah, Giannis. for Giannis. Who, Giannis. Says, yeah. who, says, no? who says no? Cash <laughs> considerations does. Oh, I was laughing uh, at the wrong one. Aiden has Sarge butt cheeks for hands. Sorry, I'm a little immature. I'm a little immature. Oh, poor, oh, poor Dario, man. You know, and the thing that sucks is he tries so hard. He, you know, we want him to be a valuable piece of this team, but man, he just—it's just I, I'm, I'm concerned about it. Going, you know, it's like you said, Frank Minsky's playing him off the court. Let me say that again, yeah. Frank Minsky, <laughs> unbelievable, is playing him off the court. Like that can't be good. I, that's that's our. By the way, I just want to throw this out there. Being a U of A guy. Um, if we do match up against Denver, we do have the upper hand because we do have Frank Kaminsky against Aaron Gordon. This is yep. true. <laughs> Just so we know. Bring it I, back. I do love that uh, that so many Suns fans, and I know it's a it's a running joke, but they act like sticks somehow is the is the secret weapon that accidentally is going to get inserted in one of these games, and and the <laughs> heavens will sudden, open, yeah. like, and, oh my and God, the Larry O'Brien trophy will you. come down. It's like Richard Dumas reincarnated. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have no idea why everybody is uh, so into the fact that Sticks is truly the answer that everybody needs. It's, so. the, it's, it's the myth of the backup quarterback. Yes. You never see him play. You think they're going to be the answer because, you know, person A mm-hmm. can't get it done. So yeah. let's try it. Let's see how it works. No, bro. That ain't yeah. how it works. They have one we've good game. It, we've seen them in practice. That ain't how it's going to roll. <laughs> I've seen them play and, and and just lost on defense. Like no one <laughs> is more lost than sticks on defense. We, no, we one. live in Arizona. Oh, about Booker. We we oh. know the myth. <laughs> we know the myth of the backup quarterback is false. We've lived that far too many times. <laughs> Except for Hall, Kurt Warner. Kurt was the backup Skelton. quarterback. <laughs> he was that year. This is true. That that one. Oh. I remember. Uh, I went to the SC ASU game. And Matt Leiner was playing quarterback for USC at the time. They were number one in the country. ASU was 17. And there were people out there holding signs like, you know, keep playing well, Leiner. You're going to be a Cardinal next year. Then it happened. And he got the mm-hmm. starting job. And it's like, oh, no. And Kirk came in, 
fumbled a couple balls at the end at the end of regulation. We lost games, but we ended up going to the Super Bowl. So mm. cheers to you, Kurt Warner. And I'll, I don't I don't want to talk about that 08 Super Bowl <laughs> ever again. Speedation says. All right, so I was spending some time. Yeah, I know it's all. You have no idea what's going I, on. I here. love the production on this show. I feel like I'm at Alamo Draft House, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, we run a show here. This is a tight show. We got segments. We move it along. Like the other one, the Sarge Smoke Break. That's my stepdaughter. Uh, she's just like, the Sarge Smoke Break. I'm like, just say this real quick. I need it for a drop. Um, but I spent some time tonight on Silver Screen Roll, which is the SB Nation site for the Los Angeles Lakers. Harrison and here, Fagan does a good job with that site. They, they, it's a fantastic site. It's one of the best run SB Nation sites. Uh, I'm yeah, still is. impartial to Bright Side of the Sun, but Silver Screen Roll, I mean, it's one of the top ones. And You going shut through, your mouth when you're talking to us. No Lakers love for anything. Harrison <laughs> is a good guy. You will not bash him. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> but here's some of the comments that I found from the game thread for tonight's game against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, one of the people in there, one of the, the trolls or the, the, the silver screen and trolls said, uh, would, would, uh, I can't even read. Would suppose it's slightly preferable to face the Suns than the Jazz in the first round. I think this team can beat the Suns in round one without being 100% in sync. I don't think that against the Clippers. So they're more scared of the Clippers than the Suns. Yeah, it makes I think sense. Everybody That's is. everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think the I Clippers, agree. honestly, if we were going to start the playoffs today and you told me you got to pick one team to go to the NBA Finals outside of the Suns, I would say the Clippers. Because the Clippers are on a roll right now, and I... Man, Kawhi Paul and George, Paul George. I don't know. I, I, you just don't know about Paul George. Are you going to get 2013 gonna Paul George when he was at the Pacers and dunking on the Heat? Or are you going to get pandemic P and just completely disappear in the playoffs? It's depressed P, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's stuck in a funk. He's going to be that in the funk again these playoffs. I can just yeah. see it happening. PG, still the Clippers. pure garbage. It's they've still the never, Clippers. They've pure. never been to the Western been. Conference Finals. Well, I hope it's not this year because if they do, based on everything that's going on right now, they would have to go through us and beat us. So I hope that's but, not But true. I don't think that matters to guys that have been to the NBA Finals and won it. Like Kawhi's not thinking, oh, oh my God, I'm wearing this jersey right now. I can't no, get to these. Like, like, but if you believe there. in the basketball gods, you believe yeah. in the Clippers will always wind up falling flat on their face. Just like the Suns. We've never won an NBA title. Chris Paul's not out there be like, oh, shit, it says Phoenix. I'm not going to win. He came here because he thought he could. But still. Do you think Leonard even cares if he loses in the playoffs? I, I don't, don't think have feelings. Him and Paul George, no, if they yeah, lose, they don't yeah. care. The big oh, next season. Next I'm not season. sure oh, Kawhi knows season. where he plays. He's like, no, I don't think he I, does. I just show up and play basketball. Yeah, That's he's it. like, I play Lakers or the Clippers, one of them. Same building, <laughs> but one of those teams. Yep. Another thing that they said is Aiton is getting his ass kicked. Suns cannot match up with the big boys inside. I think we've hit on that. Well, plenty, Aiden but... has to have uh, an actual hand or like some body part on him to get his ass kicked. I don't think he touched any of the Lakers players. So <laughs> well, he had two early fouls, but outside of that, no. I think, you know, with DeAndre Aiton, when he's going against some of these second team big guys, like he, you know, when you're going against Marcus Hall, when you're going against Andre Drummond, like he needs to understand that, like, dude, you're quick, you're physical and quick. Because another one of the comments that they had was, hey, he played a lot more physical last time. And it's because he he was utilizing his quickness to get to his spots and he had the ability to bo- box out. He wasn't doing that as much tonight. I can't yeah, figure yeah. I can't figure him out when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't understand like why one game he'll he'll be physical down low and he'll really show out. And then the next game it's like, dude, just do what you did last game. Why did yeah. you change it up at all? I, I don't I don't Foul know if that's trouble. like 
Foul trouble will always get in that guy's head. I think yeah, that's but, what but it it's, is. But it's been besides even foul trouble. There's been other games where he stayed out of foul trouble and he still does the same thing. Do you think he does it on purpose sometimes? Like, because no. he had like a no. weird shove no. after he came back no. in. He's like, maybe I get my third foul. No, you know, head on the bench. No, no, I'm just He's like, I'm doing this on purpose. Uh, the last <laughs> thing that they said was, uh, "Wow, AD looks almost fully healthy all of a sudden." Was it anywhere close to this? Even on Friday, a healthy AD makes a wee bit of a difference, doesn't he? But then he hurt his knee again. So, He's like the last five minutes like, of the game, uh, he, he yeah. cramped up. It looked like he cramped up. Looked like, yeah, it looked like cramps okay. as well. So, I know we were all hoping Achilles, but it was just a cramp. <laughs> just damn it! No, I, I never <laughs> hope that because that kind of karma comes back it, and bites you in the end. It it true. This is yep. true. By yeah, the way, did, see, did, did, speaking of the big men, did you see Marcus All try to rip his jersey yes, in the like fourth quarter, and he just didn't have the strength to do it? It was it was kind of sad. He's like, eh, it doesn't really matter. He, he gave up halfway through. He's like, yeah, oh, can't, nah, yeah, never mind. Nah, not worth it. <laughs> I like to rip that jersey. I don't like the Laker white jerseys, by the way. That's no, just they're, a, they're no, nasty. I, they they do not look good. They're Sunday jerseys, if you will. <laughs> star of the game all right ladies and gentlemen and it's that part of the podcast where we remind everybody who is watching along live go ahead subscribe rate and review give us a thumbs up and hit the little bell to remind you that we go live after every sun's game and let us know in the chat who your jam star of the game is uh i'll go around the horn here matthew jam star of the game is you drinking that oh. water right now with invisalign in yeah campaign for sure he's all the only right. reason uh, i care about the sun's basketball right now so gives wow. me hope gives me hope oh, in the wow. next game campaign wow. all right saul yeah, I'm going to go with campaign as well. Uh, I, he was phenomenal tonight. That's well, you got to have something more creative than campaign. Come on, Invisalign because it's given Lissy that uh, beautiful smile. <laughs> yeah, it keeps us all going on nights. It gets like all the slobber right up in here. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, I like what uh, before before said fifty. Uh, Jam star, Jalen Smith's high fives. <laughs> I love it. They're pretty nice. <laughs> this guy, not Lamone Ortega. We do have some people in the chat coming over from Laker Nation to come. We get trolls every podcast, so uh, I do love it. ASU Crack says pain as well. Espo, who else? Uh, you know, it, it's tough to really <laughs> say anybody was particularly great this evening. I mean, Mikhail Bridges ha- had an all right night, and I think – I think I'd probably have to go with him. Six of eight, you know, and played pretty well with the 15 points was, a, you know, one of the few guys that wasn't in the negative tonight in the plus minus. So I'll give it to Mikhail. He's been consistent as of late. And and that's important because he hasn't been offensively consistent throughout every night this season. But we're seeing it lately. They're going to need that in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, very, very good call. You know, I was going to say Mikhail, but you took it from me because we haven't talked about him as of yet. And again, I think that his consistency is vital to this team. He needs to I'm so excited because in like two or three years, he will be our like our second or third scoring option. And you just see it coming. You can see him grow. There was that one fast break play where AD was bearing down on him. He just he's so quick and long. He just dunked it. Yeah. So um, let's see. Going down the, the line in here. Uh, Lamone is not a troll. He speaks facts, apparently. Uh, we got a lot of C- <laughs> CP15. They start, consideration. Him, they start calling him Lemon in the chat. <laughs> it's Lemon. Lemon. No, it's Lemon. Um, Grim Ripper gives it a big dick cam. Cam didn't play. Um, not giving it to Big Dick Booker this time. Uh, yeah, I got to go with. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think you guys already said all the good ones. So, Kendall uh, Jenner has, has come yeah, up. Yeah. Here's what I'll give it to. I'll give it to Devin Booker's new fade because his fade was looking nice tonight. Until he got shaped crispy. up. 
Yeah, he, yeah. he got it shaped up over there in L.A. So it was looking clean, yeah. and he just, you know, unfortunately, he didn't perform to the level that his fade did. Guess what? All right, guess what? The segment where we sit there and we guess who's going to win the next game. Matthew and I both said Suns in this game. We were both wrong. So now on the season, Matthew's 33-19. and 19. I am 32-20. and 20. I'm one game behind. And next up, we have the Warriors. We're at the Warriors on Tuesday. What are you guys looking for in this game? Are we going to just try to you know, hose down Steph Curry? Because that guy is on fuego right now, man. Just let him score 70 and shut everybody else down. You'll be fine. <laughs> right? So the That's Lakers are going to have to it. do in that playing game. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun game to watch just because Steph Curry. And again, it, it, I don't know. I, I know everybody likes to talk about DA, but I like to look at these things and think about Devin Booker because I'm trying to see where Devin Booker is in his evolution. Is he going to be the superstar we all hope he's going to be? Or is he just going to be a star? Like a good, good, good player, yeah. but never like the franchise, like mm -hmm. all everything, like Nash and Barkley were. That's where I think Booker's kind of sitting right there. You got Steph Curry, who is uh, for the Warriors and has led them to, to multiple championships as well. And he shows out and puts on a show just about every other game. There's mm -hmm. not very many guys in this league where you, where you sit there and like, if the Suns aren't playing, you're like, I want to watch this guy play. Steph Curry is one of them. Devin mm -hmm. Booker, I hope, can find that that level to where everybody wants to do that and watch Devin Booker play. He's been close. He's been so close so many times, but when you have games like tonight, it's like, eh, all right, well, I can see that another night. Yeah. The, the Suns, we've talked about it over and over. Don't rarely lose back-to-back -back games and hardly ever when they have a night that was rough, like, like this evening was. So I think they take care of business against the Warriors and who knows, maybe the Suns were playing, 3d chess and they really don't want the lakers in the first round so. and the night was just yeah. simply hey let's uh let's get you a little bit closer to portland so maybe who they still that have to play nice. too the the lakers have to play them one more time yep so that so could do be the suns so do the suns so they can true. help themselves yeah yeah very at true. home so if the suns let, let's just say it like what it is right mm -hmm. if the suns take care of business this week who cares about san antonio and the Lakers take care of business this week. The Lakers will not see the Suns because they'll move up to that sixth seed. We are so worried. We talk about the Lakers so much. I mean, they just didn't play them, but it's just crazy how worried we are about them. They're the defending world champs. Man. I know. Exactly. It, it, it just sucks so much to even think yeah. about them. But. Pulling up the playoff picture currently, and yeah, you see that the, the Portland Trailblazers are now, what, a game? Two games over the Lakers? Is that what that comes out to? Uh, a game. They're... They're yeah, 11 game. games back at Utah. Lakers are 12, so it's one game. One yeah, game. One so game yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a very fun last week of the season. Um, did you see what Sham said today relative to the end of the last two games uh, for the mm -hmm. NBA's final day of the regular season on May 16th? All 30 teams, 15 games, will play in the afternoon, starting between 12 and 9 or 12 and 3:30 p.m. Eastern time. So 9 a.m. Arizona time to 12:30. That is gonna be fucking fun i'm gonna be in laughlin yeah I'm gonna be this book, just betting fucking basketball parlays everywhere um that's gonna be fun well, hopefully it won't matter for the suns hopefully by that point it'll uh it'll be a foregone conclusion as to uh who they'll who they'll be meeting and it, it won't matter all that much so look it, it this is this is what what everybody wanted they wanted this uh the suns team 
to be be in the playoffs. They've locked that up, and now it's uh, mm-hmm. now it's just hey, sit back and watch how the play in plays out because uh, that's going to be going to be interesting. And you're going to get a break. You're going to get a chance to get that rest that everybody has pounded the table for. You don't need to strategically sit guys out to get it this year. Oh, Saul's yawning. No, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's been a long <laughs> day. Like I, I, I had to wake day. up and do the D-backs this morning, too. So I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So, Matthew, yeah, who wins, day. Warriors or Suns? I got the Suns. <sighs> okay, guys, tell me what I should do uh, here. Because I'm one game behind Matthew with four games to play. play you know what I'm going to say? With nothing gonna, on the line, either. Just With nothing. No bets, nothing. nothing on the um, I'm going to go Suns as well. I'm going to really wait till those last San Antonio, San Antonio games with an opportunity to at least try to tie you. Maybe even yeah. win, so. You got to play we'll strategy go here, man. That's I mean, what I've been doing for a while. I was down like five games. <laughs> he was freaking out, dude. I was like, <laughs> he's, you know, yeah. We had to put him in rehab twice, dude. It was nasty. It was. <laughs> he's he was he's back on top. I ran into Dario Sarge. He was there with cigarettes <laughs> out front. Parliament <laughs> lights. I'm like, come on, man. Like, Jeez. you know, get over that stuff. So, um, that being said, I think you know we, we've gone this far. You know, obviously the playoffs are upcoming. And, you know, I think that we're very excited to talk about some stuff that we're going to be doing in the future. Right, guys? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What yeah. are we doing? I wish well, we had the promo. Yeah, well, I, you know, I full disclosure, I have the promo. We have audio issues. So there's that. Oh, is it echoey? Well, yeah, somebody's mic is picking up some hyena in the background, just cackling her ass off <laughs> as she's drinking a beer. I think oh, it no. might have been. I think it might have been Espo's mic, but I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't really. That, that was actually that. me laughing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't Wait. we let everybody in on what we're doing? Uh, we're For actually sure. going to yeah. be teaming up and going live after every playoff game. We're going to do it at. Uh, there may be numerous uh, er, er, places, uh, establishments, if you will. We'll do it at the first uh, one. Uh, definitely will be the Chupacabra Tap Room out in Mesa. Uh, come out and join us. I think this is going to be uh, one heck of a, a fun time. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna just enjoy the game and then talk about it afterwards. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, I don't think you can tie in the NBA playoffs, it's but one really way or another. We'll be, really we'll, we'll be there to talk about it. And uh, we're really excited to, to work with both of you on, on this. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic time for any of you jamsters or flaming ballers out there. You know, these are pop-up podcasts. It's a new concept, man. It was like the pop-up restaurant <laughs> thing happened for a while. Now it's pop-up podcast. And here was the funniest moment. So we all met the other day just to kind of check out the location and, you know, see if, it, if the acoustics worked or whatever. Uh, it was funny because afterwards we're all standing out front and like we're holding like you know like <laughs> podcasting gear, and there's like uh, this you know elderly woman, not elderly, like my mom's age, so elderly woman, and she's just like, "Oh, are you guys performing music here later?" You know, and Dave, Dave's like, "No, we're Phoenix Suns podcasters." And she's like, "Oh, and she's oh, like, what a letdown!" Huh? <laughs> went back, went back to her meal. Like she's like, "Oh, yeah. I." I was really hoping to put her. I wanted to hear "Sweet Caroline," you know. Like, just put, yeah, we should have started playing music for her. Uh, God bless have. her heart. Like an acapella group, just like oh, 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 oh. we've you heard know. we've heard Dave sing. You don't want that. <laughs> no, you definitely don't want that. <laughs> you know, but but to all the jamsters and flaming ballers out there, it's going to be fun <laughs> as the Suns jam session and the solar panel will be getting together. Uh, Simo. Cast, what's that? Simul? I always mess up. Simulcast. Yeah. There you Simulcast. go. Simulcast on both of our YouTube channels uh, everywhere for you to enjoy and and to live these moments. You know, these are very fun, anxiety filled, memorable moments that lie ahead of us. You know, if you think back to the last time the Suns were in the playoffs, uh, it, it was it was heartbreaking, like it always is, because it's the Phoenix Suns. But those years of just going to the going to a bar, hanging out with your friends. 
having the ability to share in those moments, that's one of these things that we're going to be looking forward to doing is sharing those moments with each other and then talking about those moments afterwards as well. And I've got a bunch of stickers and stuff ordered, so I'll be giving away some free stuff to all the jamsters to show up there. So, uh, Matthew, you're paying for that. I'll, I'll be starting bar fights, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure that if you come out, hey, don't be afraid to say hi to us. Uh, we're friendly. I promise you we are. Um, unless you say, yeah, I'm a Lakers fan, then we probably are uh, not so friendly okay. after that. So, but, so Ernesto, way, unless we beat him. Let's go, go ahead, Espo. I was just going to say, shout out to Code Jim, who says, Espo looks like Jack Black ate Darth Voida. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. I'll take mean, it. Yeah, and, that guy's and, famous. Uh, Ernesto Quintero says, which restaurant? Again, it's going to be the, the first pop-up podcast. We'll be at the Chupacabra Tap Room in mesa really so cool place too. google it uh get there early because there's not a lot of parking so uh, <laughs> there's I, not I, a lot of there's not a lot of seats inside the bar either so uh, well, if yes, you're going yeah. to drink you should be ubering anyways so yeah true. It's, it's, mm, nice job true. matthew wow. he's the responsible one of the group Only 15 of yeah. them, but. they said the guy <laughs> drinking water right now yeah. <laughs> invisible at home all right yeah. uh, if you're gonna be drinking as well so on that note, I'm going to wrap up the pod. Thank you to everybody who decided to join us live. If you did, again, please subscribe. Hit the thumbs up button. Let's uh, algorithms know that this is a place to come and talk about the Phoenix Suns. If you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you leave us a five-star Apple podcast, we will read it right here on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam. And then Espo and Saul... Plug all the good solar panel stuff. Hey, you can find me at Espo. If it wasn't obvious, uh, you can find the show <laughs> at Sun Solar Panel. Uh, you can do everything uh, for our show on Apple Podcasts, like uh, like you can for the Jam Session. And I'll let Saul tell you what his Twitter handle is. Uh, I don't even know. I do. I never do this, and so I've gotten so used to listening to what you're going to say <laughs> about my space mark in between <laughs> yeah. the Saul and the Bookman. Go ahead. You got to give me something. All right, you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul uh, just committed a foul against the Bookman, and we had to separate him. So, well played. Why, right the Bookman, uh, apparently, the Bookman plays for the Lakers. So yes, and you can also follow Dave King at Dave King NBA. The NBA stands for nothing but ass. On that note, everybody have a fantastic evening. Matthew, take us home. All right, everyone, go home and love your family. Cheers. See you guys on Tuesday. <laughs>